Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello. Welcome back to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm here with Johnny. Um, this is episode two of how to start an online fitness business. Uh, the last episode, we talked all about your branding and your niche. Um, and we you know, talked about kind of naming your business and trying to figure out who it is that you're targeting. Um, the next part of the process after that is really figuring out what your offer actually is. You know, you have your niche in sight. What are you actually going to sell to them? Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We, we see that as kind of like the next step in that building out process. Um, but before that, we're going to do some would you rathers. Got some questions for you. Yusuf asked me some weird questions on a podcast the other day that weren't would you rathers. They were just just pointless questions, sequence of them, and I had to answer them. And it was weird. Amazing. Um, okay. Uh, hmm. It'll be interesting to see you, hear, hear your response to this. Would you rather have more time or more money? Um, hmm. <laughs> what <is> that? <laughs> I was just struggling with what that would mean. What would more time look like? Like during the day between when you wake up and when you go to, well, yeah. What? Okay, so between 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 the, a day is say thirty hours rather than twenty four. Is that just for me? It doesn't really matter, does it? It does. Why? Because that means everyone else has more time, and I, my advantage that I've gained there. <laughs> okay, so it's just you then. It's just you. Just, uh, definitely time. If it's just me, definitely time. If it's not just me, just give me more money, and then I'll just make more time by paying people to do stuff. Like great answer. So that but, that's basically how to run a business. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's um, more or less everything that we teach is just exactly what Alex said. So, so that's it. End of the podcast now. Yeah, right, guys. Um, See ya. No. <laughs> would you rather? It was the same question wrapped up differently. Uh, would you rather? Mm, would you rather be without the internet for a week or without your phone for a week? Um, hmm. I mean, well, my hold on. So, I reckon probably without internet, but then that means I can't really do anything on the phone. Well, because that's in, the trouble. I'm in America. My friends are in England. I can't call them without the internet. So, yeah, you know. Hmm. it's internet it's phone for me i'd I'd happily get because as as you say like the functions you lose on your phone by losing the internet basically make your phone like how many traditional i can't remember the last time i made a traditional phone call that did it not involve the internet i like 
I like the idea that for these traditional phone calls, you were dressed in a little suit. Using the... Using <laughs> a little ring dialing thing. Hello there. Well, hello there. A traditional call for the month. How are you? How are things and muscles? <laughs> and then I just go back to like te- SMSing, <laughs> FaceTiming. Um, yeah, so it's been a while since you've put on the tuxedo to make a traditional Exactly, call. exactly. And then, I don't know, it's like, is it a transformative experience for me emotionally? Oh, does it go down that route of like a silent retreat? And like, oh, I'm unplugging from the, the notification matrix. But you have, but you have, well, yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either way, it's only a week as well. Not much is going to happen, to be honest. I think I'd rather, I'd rather have no internet. Probably got songs downloaded on my phone. Just go play basketball, listen to some songs, go to the gym. It's like the time that Yusef went on a 10-day meditation retreat and left me to run everything in the business. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sensing some bitterness, Johnny. Well, no, I am joking. It was, it was, so he, he picked, in his defense, he picked like Christmas to New Year. So he basically, while everyone else is having Christmas and New Year and chilling out and celebrating, Yusef was not talking to anyone, not making eye contact with anyone and focusing on the tip of his nose for 10 hours a day for 10 days. And now he's a doctor. And now he's a doctor. So because, because, exactly because of that. Just because of that. Um, <laughs> oh, I've got a would you rather for you now, based off on. the back of that. Would you rather have to be silent for a month, but you can use like written communication, you can like, you know, text people, you can type stuff down, or would you rather only be able to speak for a month and you can't use written communication? So you could send a voice note and you could like call people, but you're not allowed to write anything down. Um, He's chosen silence. When you say, when you say I can't do any other form of communication, is this like, could I send, could I send a marketing email to a list of people? What, in which, what, when you're writing? When I'm, when I can't do written communication, so I can no. like I can use my laptop, I can type on my laptop. No, so I can't write. I couldn't like write in a in a word document to myself on my laptop. No, but you can speak. So I can dictate it. Yeah, I think I'd go for speak. I just think it would cut out a lot of the fluff in your life. Like I think most people are involved in a lot of text-based back and forths that are completely pointless. Oh. Mm. Like imagine if every conversation you had to have with anybody was a, was a phone-based, like a, a voice-based conversation. Like you would only do them when it was needed. And when you were doing them, it would be like getting the, discussing the things you need to discuss, chatting about this, or actually properly catching up with someone. So a voice. What would you pick? Um, oh, probably written. Probably <laughs> quiet for a bit. That's because you're a writer, though. Yeah, you I can't know. speak I, writing, thoughts, can you? My thoughts come up better written down than they do spoken, um, yeah. generally. It's like a filter. I've owned that craft, so... Yeah, probably that, just because I think the quality of stuff that I was outputting to the world might be better than me just chatting nonsense all the time. <laughs> mm. Right, final one. Would you rather be stuck on a train or stuck on a bus? Train. That was very quick. Why? Love trains. 
I like being on a train. Well, am I stuck? Am I just still? No, like you can't get out. Can't get out. So you're on the train. Trains just. Yeah, I do. I, I do a lot of writing on trains. So I, I agree with you. There's something quite like, something quite like appealing about a train. Yeah, isn't there? Whereas a bus has like the opposite effect for me. The thought of like being in like the British countryside on a train, you look out the window and there's just fields for miles. Harry Potter's going by in his flying car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any American <laughs> listens, or you know, anyone that doesn't live in the UK, that happens a lot. Constantly. Um, yeah, yeah there he is again. Wizards. Yeah. Um, but you don't, when you think of a bus, you think of like city centre, pollution, can't get a seat, smelly. Or as a train, you think like, trolley coming around there's a, there is a lot more there's a lot more unintentional well there's a lot more unwanted pissing on a bus than there is on a train like trains have toilets buses don't so again if you're stuck that's gonna be a fucking mess on the bus because everyone's like shat himself whereas with a toilet at least they've had like a a place to go i, I wish you there's other people on the tra- on this train <laughs> all right I, even me to be honest i've had a um the worst train journey of my life was when i was going to do a presentation on digital marketing to a law firm in Leeds uh-huh. and I got on the train kind of needing a wee so I'm like a bit late for the train but I like just made it and like thank god for that and like sit down I get comfortable and I think right I'll go to the toilet all toilets on the train in all of the carriages out of order oh. and so then you're left with this dilemma of like there just isn't enough time. I don't know whether you've ever really paid attention to it, but there is not enough time, not even close, to get off the train at a stop, use the oh, toilet, no. get back on again. Oh, no. No chance. So you basically are stuck on the train for an hour and a half without the ability to get to the toilet. And it's, I think it's like, it's probably the worst pain I've ever been in for like a, for like well, a long period of time. I've, I've had similar experiences on like long car journeys to basketball games or whatever where like you're not stopping for the next four hours and the sitting down you get you know it's, it's difficult you know like, oh, but it's then the standing up yeah that's that, when it kicks in you're like ah, oh. yeah there's just no yeah. it's it's horrendous <laughs> it or it feels like some kind of torture sequence to be honest like i wouldn't wish that on anybody awful awful speaking of that, there you go. yeah <laughs> defining your offer as an online personal trainer. So you said you had questions for me. Yes, I do. Uh, I think it on. might be useful to hear your thoughts on these kind of things. So, you know, we talked about branding and niche. You have that in your head, who you're targeting. Um, you know, the next step really is like, okay, well, what am I, gonna, what am I actually going to sell to these people? Because that's the only way you're going to make profit as a business person is by selling your expertise. But what do those expertise actually look like packaged? And the, the first question that I kind of had um, based on that was um, basically how do you decide kind of the goal that your niche might be looking for in the, or, or do you need to decide a goal or is it just like work with me? I'll, you, you have a goal. Like, how do you target what you offer to your niche essentially? Does that make sense? Yeah. So how do, are we assuming I'm assuming we're going to, we'll, so in, in later episodes, we'll be covering like, how do you get someone to the point where you talk about your offer? Yes. That's another, that's another thing. So this is like, we're assuming that someone, this person that we're trying to sell to or work with has gone through this process whereby I guess they're like 
they're receptive to hearing about it. So if you've heard Alex's Tinder episode, like in the in the dating sequence, it's like I don't really know what this is, but we maybe shouldn't get into that too much and specifically like what this step actually represents. But let's say it's like someone's someone's open or receptive to like the final step, whatever that is, to talking about that or being asked about that. Um, you're not like mentioning this too soon because yes. you risk like well, offending someone or um, exactly. And uh, well, I think the thing here is like it's not about like putting your offer out straight away, but it's knowing what that actually is, what the kind of end that people are going towards. I think is quite important when you're thinking of a and when you're like. So you have this niche in your head. Say, for example, it was young mums that live on the coast who love to jet ski. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love, love to jet ski, love a swim, love some water sports or whatever. <laughs> well, you know who they should work with? If they love water sports, they should work with this guy, uh, Matt Rhodes. He, he runs this fitness, he runs like a swimming business called Swim, <laughs> swim, swim Quick Limited. Um, but okay so but you have you have this niche in mind and mm -hmm. you have to make an offer that suits that niche um right. and you, you definitely have to have that in mind it's like say that you have this idea of like okay well i have all these expertise about fat loss and i want to work with this specific fat loss audience okay what does that offer actually look like for them and, and how is that gonna inform the way i talk about the stuff in the lead up to offering them that does that make sense got it yeah yeah i think so okay so um, this, I think, boils down to why does someone buy anything, really? Yeah. Um, so, like, an, an iPhone is a good example of this. So, the way that most personal trainers would market an iPhone, if an iPhone is, is your service, the way they would market that is, um, I've got this, this uh, black device that has a, a screen and the screen's made by this manufacturer and it's, it's this, these are the dimensions and it has these features and there's this microchip and this technology and the way the technology works is through these processes and like it has this port and the port can plug into any main socket and like forget about the fact that you can do a really cool emoji message to someone and you know like so it, it comes back to there's the what most people talk about is the mechanic then they immediately assume this when they talk about their offer what are the features do what, what app do I use how often does someone contact me or communicate with me do i do bespoke is it one-to-one -one or group or, or any of that like really it's just someone buys anything because they think if they buy that thing in tomorrow immediately in six weeks time by christmas whatever by the time they go on holiday their life will be better than what it is now basically and maybe that's because they think that their life now is like painful and uncomfortable it's a connection okay by the way it's it's a bit jumpy, but I think we could forge ahead. Okay, I could do a hill. Okay, um, either because like th their life right now is is uncomfortable, like the getting ready for work, put the same shirt on or top on that you put on a month ago and it doesn't quite fit, or like someone makes a bit of a snipey comment at work, or you see a photo of yourself at a dinner, you know that kind of thing. They want to solve that, or they think like when I'm in Ibiza in May. If I'm shredded, then Ibiza will be much better. So it's like that's take everything else away. That's what somebody wants. And that's it. So then all you have to do really is communicate why you can help someone get that. And if you correctly communicate why you can help someone get that, they do not care. I guarantee whether you're using 
true coach or trainer eyes or PT distinction or Google Sheets. They do not care like how often you communicate with them. It, or, the example I use all the time is like if someone bought your program and three weeks later had surpassed their what they thought was possible, and you you'd never spoken to them, would they care or not? And like in most cases, like they might say, "Oh, it'd be nice to like have a message from the coach," but they've they've got their like they've had what they expected and and, and more. So that's what ultimately that's what matters. So it's about it's about kind of understanding. What is the, what does the person want specifically? Like, is it just fat loss? But more so, like, why fat? Why is it that? Like, is it because they want to look better than I beat or is it because they like feel self conscious around the partner or whatever that is? And then, how are you gonna help that journey? Right. So, in that A to B journey, what are the problems that someone's experienced in the past? Because, like, presumably, this isn't day one of that experience for them. Right. They've probably tried stuff before that lasted for two weeks, 10 days, whatever. And then it ended up in a like takeaway or, you know, <laughs> whatever. So like they've had some experience. It didn't work before. That's what they think they're going to encounter again. If they come across you, they go through your, your sales sequence and all that sort of stuff. And you talk to them in a way that explains that you get that that's what they're trying to do. And you get that these are like the things that people normally encounter and, and struggle with. And here's how my offer helps with those things why would i not buy that like what would be the thing that would be still sat in my mind thinking oh it's just not it looks great but it's like i'm worried that the i I can't log into the app from my desktop or or like whatever right it's you've pretty much covered the broad strokes and if the way you communicate to me is like relatable and i kind of like how you do it and it's not too pushy and the price is within my budget it's probably going to work Right for the people who are, what is it? The mums who live by the coast who are really into water skiing. Is it water skiing? Jet skiing. Jet skiing. Jet skiing and, and Jet. They have a good swim as well. Okay, I like a good swim. To get to the beach. Right. So you know how, how are you going to help them on their journey? But anyway, so and like and, and Matt Rhodes is doing this like discovery call where he's getting everyone on the phone and it gets like really nasty and pushy and he tries to sell them a five thousand <laughs> dollar coaching package. And you've hit like two of your friends have been on the phone to Matt Rose and you're like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. Matt, it's pushy. If only there was someone doing something in just an ethical way, it was more affordable, um, that kind of got me, I'd buy that. You know, if only that existed. And I think, I mean, so when I think of like, what's your offer? And I think it might be, it might feel weird to be doing this early on in kind of the launching or starting an online fitness business. um, Because you, you aren't, at the point where people are ready to buy from you yet anyway. And we'll get onto that in later episodes of how to get people to that stage. Um, but I think having the endpoint is really like, so if you look at the equation of like, I help X achieve X by doing X. Does that make sense? Yep. I think the, what you're offering is, is everything after the, I help X part. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so you, you help mums who like jet skiing and, uh, <laughs> and swimming. And what do they want to do? Oh, they actually want to, you know, lose weight. So they feel like more confident being in the bikini on the jet ski, zooming across the waves or, you know, whatever that, whatever that is, whatever their goal is. Um, and how do you do that? Oh, well, you know, they're mums, so they're busy. So you do it with kind of three workouts and then you work on nutrition because that's actually more important. And, and like understanding what that is, 
is is really how you can better define what you offer people. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And it can be, I suppose it can be, the last part of that can be with or without. So like the the most like classical marketing title, which Yusuf refers to all the time, is like how to X, how to go from X to Y without Z, right? It's like how to like yeah. get this result, um, how to go from where you are now to what you want to get to without the common things. And like people always take the mic with the common things. It's like how to go from, uh, fat to thin without cardio, how to go from fat to thin without meal plans and, and all that sort of stuff. So like the the with and without, like the with is I suppose your your method, your approach, the way you do things. Or by doing yeah. this is like that's your approach. But you you do also want to consider like the the without. Like what are the things that people maybe don't want to do or what are the things they've tried and haven't worked for them. Um so, but I suppose like, why does any of this really matter? It's not so that you can build a brilliant sales page that'll do all the work for you. It's so that you can really succinctly communicate this to somebody. Because if someone's like at some point in the, in the growth of your business, you'll be trying to sell to someone who's not a friend of a friend or a referral. I guess like if you have any ambition to like scale it beyond the level most people get stuck at, I suppose. Like yeah. a lot of people rely on word of mouth they rely on referrals and like passing trade. And if that's the case, you don't really have to think about any of this because people just want, like they just hear, they've heard you're good and they've kind of decided themselves that you do what they need you to do. Yeah. If someone's a stranger and they don't know who you are, you've, you, it's up to you to communicate all of this to them, right? Yes. Like, because they'll be sat there thinking, well, I don't know why this is different to P90X or why well, I'm just going to get a Peloton bike. Why is that any different, right? And so like, yes, you can go into the, back to the iPhone comparison. That's where most people go in the conversation. Like talk about the components and why the latest iOS is better than the last iOS. Like people do not give a shit. It's like if Peloton's more convenient, I'm going to go with Peloton because it fits into my schedule better. You haven't mentioned the fact that I'm busy. You haven't mentioned the fact that I really like jet skiing or whatever, right? Like that's going to be the thing that I I resonate with and, and gravitate to. So it's, it's really, I suppose, it's, it's the final piece of the puzzle when having this like, sales conversation with someone is, what are you actually selling them? And yes. why is that worth money? Like, why should I pay for those things? Because it's going to help me get the result quicker, with less frustration, with less effort. It's designed with me in mind. It's going to make it like, more enjoyable, whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the design with me in mind thing is interesting because obviously you don't necessarily get that on a gym floor. Well, you do, but you just like the way you get to target people with online stuff and ads is that you can actually have, you can genuinely say, this is designed for this person. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, I'm having to kind of bend a bit and use my general practice to, you know, talk to everyone on the gym floor. Um, uh, but yeah, so I think that that's why understanding what your offering is or understanding, you know, not only who you help, but how you help them and how you differ from other people. That's kind of what I mean by defining your offer and why that's so essential before building out that sales process. Because if you don't know exactly what you're selling, it can be weird to talk about these general things. Um, because 
you know, well, you know, in the process um, that we talk about the 14 day challenge, if you don't know what I'm saying by 14 day challenge, um, there's a webinar that will link uh, that you can go watch, which will take you through what that is. ProfitFitness.com forward slash business podcast. So, so I was talking over Johnny there. So propanebusiness.com <laughs> forward slash business podcast. Exactly. Um, yes. And then, and then the, the final thing, or not even the final thing, the, the, other, the other things that might help you clarify what your offer is. Um, so the time frame of kind of w- what it is. So, you know, P90X is about 90 days, right? Because the 90. Mm-hmm. I actually have forgotten what P90X is exactly is but i think it's that i think it's just a really high intensity uh i'm gonna look it up at, at this point i think there's a so yes it is it's getting yeah. a ripped body specifically a ripped body in 90 days exactly and, and you know there's a lot baked into that which makes it appealing is it's like oh shit it's only gonna take me 90 days Woohoo! oh i'm gonna be ripped and so ripped it's, is, apparently it's working out it is in it terms is. of the emotional uh the emotional weight of it which yeah. anyway that, that, that's a marketing conversation because then then how is ripped compared to shredded like if someone's ripped and the other person's shredded who's leaner in your mind i think the ripped person is more muscular in my mind interestingly that that's all that's just my own mental geography i think you're right yeah, yeah. but so, so, it's, so yes Apparently, P90X is six to seven days a week with workouts lasting one to, one hours to 90 minutes each. Fucking hell. Can you believe that that's popular? Well, people, people want to think they can do it. Um, and then some of, them, some of them do manage. But, I mean, that, that would work, I guess. There's a lot of things you could, that are hard that you can do for the sake of it, though. It doesn't mean that they're, they're worth doing. <laughs> Yes. Well, this P90X is a reasonable training training methodology. But in terms of what they do with the P90, and you don't have to name your something after a time constraint, but understanding that applying a time constraint or making your offer kind of time constrained um, can be helpful for people understanding what what it is that you're actually selling them. You know, they might understand that as a coach, you're you know an expert in jet ski fitness. Or, you know, you're an expert in, in swimming, mm. but it's like, okay, that's cool. Am I just going to have conversations with you about swimming for the next forever? Like, is that just going to be, I'm going to pay you forever to talk well, so about That's or, a great point. So that like, because people hear us talk about re- selling a recurring thing, like building yeah. a monthly recurring revenue, which is important. But if you are trying to sell that on day one, that brings all sorts of questions into someone's mind, like exactly as Alex has just said, I might, how long do I have to be on this program until I start getting results? That's the first problem. Second problem is that like monthly thing goes in the same like category on my budgeting as my, like my insurance, my car payment, my rent, my, you know, like all the other Netflix, Amazon prime, like whatever else that person's paying for. It's like, it's just another monthly thing. Right. Whereas if you say, if you have an eight week program, which again is, what we teach in prep in business. If you have this like eight week program that becomes your flagship, like this is how I help this person go from A to B without, or with this set of things, without this set of things. And it's eight weeks long. People listen to that and they think, I mean, like I can, I can reconcile like the next eight weeks of my life. I'm going to be in this setup 
that's how long it's going to take to get some kind of result. And so that's why it's quite quite important that you know, like, what is that result? Yeah. Right? Because if if I if you're consistently saying to people who are coming into your program, you can expect this by eight weeks' time, and a lot of them are getting it, the chances of those people then becoming monthly recurring clients is really high. It's like if you go go through an eight week program and get the results you're expecting, why would you not? Why would you not stay? Right, unless it's a price concern or, and all that sort of stuff. But most people who who enjoy working with someone and get the results they expect, or more than the results they expect from something, will stay with you. So, like the, exactly as P ninety X is doing, it's this like constrained ninety day thing, and it kind of appeals to the people who are a bit bit sadistic and want to do something really hard for for twelve weeks or ninety days or whatever. Um, so, if you, you if you have if you became known as the person who had the eight week program for this kind of person for that niche, and you use words. <laughs> Matt Rhodes, Matt Rhodes, swim coach who had, um, who has like the method, like this method of, of teaching people to swim quicker, um, that doesn't involve like spending hours in the pool and all the weird training aids and whatever else swimming's involved, it, whatever else is involved in swimming quicker. Like it doesn't involve any of that. It's just Matt's got this like simple process that he helps people get results with. And it's just eight weeks long. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to, who wouldn't want to do that? And I, I think that that is really the important thing. It's like everyone knows that like fitness is a lifetime thing. You're not just going to do eight weeks and have and like, oh, there you go. I've achieved what I want. I can walk away from fitness now and just go back to sedentary life and just mm. not like everyone understands that. No one thinks it's going to be forever. But in terms of making that emotional, because people that don't have coaches, are in a state of frustration well people that don't have coaches who are looking for coaches which is who you'd be targeting online they are in a state of frustration and kind of inertia and they haven't made that leap yet you know yeah to have a coach you know a a coach it doesn't have to be you but obviously you want it to be you so how do you make it you well one way of doing that is making it clear that they're going to achieve something that takes them closer to that goal or takes them to that inner boundary time. That, make, that makes it a lot easier to make that commit. Like It's a lot easier to make the commitment for eight weeks than it is to go, I'm going to now commit to forever for these methodologies that work. Like That's yeah. really hard. And basically, very few people do that. Like That's why elite athletes are better than other people because they're just so much more consistent. Yeah. But... Yeah. but in terms of like that emotional making that small commitment, that's why having that first boundary and then going to monthly recurring, um, because everyone understands that it's recurring anyway. And if they've seen what you just work does works for them, they're like, "Well, okay, of course, I'm still going to work with them." Yeah, yes. and, and you're selling. You, you're you're right that like because some of the pushback we get from people is like, "I don't want to be this like quick fix coach, right? I don't want to be selling an eight week program and have people expect that that's the answer," but like the challenge is you're exactly as Alex is saying, you're saying, Oh, I don't want to sell an eight week program. Instead, I want to sell a lifetime program. Right. Well, which is going to be harder to do? Like, well, to you go back to the, to the Tinder dating analogy, that's like asking someone to marry you on the yeah. first. It's like going, going to your nearest nightclub, 1am, middle of the dance floor, standing there and going, would anybody like to marry me? And like, I suppose maybe there's a chance that you might get someone to agree. I'd be yeah. very surprised if you got them to actually pay. Like they <laughs> might, you know, they might be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Can, can I get back to you on on when I get paid at the oh, end of the month? I've lost the ring. Oh. 
so yeah, it's, you know, you have to basically, I mean, like, why does, why does no one say yes to that? Well, they don't know who you are. They don't trust you. And frankly, it's a bit weird. So like in the same way that saying to someone who's at the, you know, they're thinking, I really like to work with this person, but they're selling a lifetime commitment program uh, where I'm locked in monthly forever. I'm just not quite sure. So and these people have been sold things consistently that didn't work. Yeah. Which is a really weird. It's like fitness is one of the only industries where people literally peddle products that do not get the results they advertise over and over and over again and sell hundreds of millions and billions of them in in the market. Um, Like supplement industry is exactly that. So we've all bought something or tried something in fitness that didn't quite have the results we expected. That's the frame of mind people are in. So that's why you need to like get them over the line with like, what if they went through eight weeks with you or six weeks or 12 weeks and they, they legitimately made a difference for the first time in their life in their fitness? Like yeah. maybe the first time they've ever consistently sucked to anything because first time they've ever consistently lost weight or whatever it is. Then you can start talking about what else is possible in the, in, in the process. And all of this comes back to like, you need to be able to communicate why are you different to Peloton P90X, the latest like app that does daily follow along workouts, the PT that's doing live workouts every day in the, in the living room on Instagram? Like, why are you different to that? And that comes down to like, how do you actually know about the person? What are the things they struggle with? What do they actually want? Why do they want it? And putting together, packaging something together that communicates with that person in a way that makes sense to them and making it affordable, of course. Yes. Right, beautiful. Excellent. Well, that's... Right. In yeah. terms of pricing, just because it's, it's kind oh, of yes. too much to get into, I think now, I'm just going to... I'm just looking at our episode list. Like We've, we've done um, episodes in the past. So episode 56, why sales calls don't work. I would check out to listen to pricing. Um, Actually, I mean, we can have a quick. We can have a quick five minutes here. All right. Okay. On pricing, why not? Oh, eh? Five minute price rundown. Pricing. So obviously, you have all this. I help people do X. You know, who who want X by doing Y, Z. You know, whatever letters you want to chuck in there. Yeah. And I charge them Q for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you know, obviously, that is that's part of the process. Um, it's something that you definitely need to consider um it's something that will probably change i mean i know that changed for you and yusuf massively throughout the course of propane fitness is you, you went i mean in classic you and yusuf fashion went over all the boundaries of like low as possible high as possible and then you, you kind of found something that worked um yeah yes in terms of just quickly what are your recommended ranges for most online fitness coaches so uh I have a, like a, basically a mathematical example why high ticket's stupid. Um, I keep getting told on calls for people who apply for propane business that like other coaches say things like, um, if you charge low prices, then you're shit. If you listen to anyone who's not selling high ticket, they're clueless. All these sorts of things. And like the interesting thing about those people who say that is when you, Google their fitness business. It doesn't show up on Google, which is like 
a feat in and of itself. Like to get a business that's doing well to to circumvent Google is like legitimately some some pretty advanced stuff. But but so anyway, so like if we tried high ticket, right? So we try and by high ticket, I think most people say a thousand pounds or over, right? So if you're selling that to people in the fitness, so they're a fitness consumer, then I think the equation is something like the value someone gets is the result divided by the price. So like whatever the result is worth to them divided by the price. Obviously, if I got you in the best shape of your life, but I locked you in to 10 grand a month for the rest of your life, you'd be happy, but you'd be less happy because there's the, there's the, there's the cost associated with it. Versus if it was five pounds, you'd be like, this is amazing. So like really the best way to win in the fitness market is to give the best service for the cheapest price. Like that is the business that will that will rise to the top. That's why Amazon's great. That's why Netflix is great. That's why Spotify is great. They're all providing the best service for the lowest cost, for the lowest price. Um, so, what a lot of people do is they tr- is they think, well, I'm going to sell a thousand pounds. I'm going to sell high ticket, and I'm going to get loads of those clients, which sounds great, right? But fitness consumers are not used to spending that kind of money on their fitness. A lot of people, if you say like, when was the last time you spent a thousand pounds on something? You're thinking, you're talking about like a holiday maybe, or it's a big, it's a big ticket purchase for most people. Um, so yeah. it's unusual, especially when most personal trainers are charging 30 quid an hour, right? You might end up spending, you might end up spending a thousand pounds over the course of losing loads of weight, but it kind of sneaks in there. And you, you know, if you totaled up on your bank statement, how much you spent, maybe it would be a grand. Right, but you don't you don't experience that in a single upfront payment. So to sell that, to have a chance at selling that and convincing someone, you kind of have to go a bit forceful, a bit pushy. You kind of have to use sales calls. Basically, you're not going to put up a sales page and just throw out thousand pound fitness packages. Right, it's not going to work. So if you're doing sales calls, then you have to get the calls, and that's quite hard to do, as most people have, have found out. So you need to be using advertising. Basically, if you run it all down. Like if you compare someone charging a thousand pounds versus someone charging a hundred pounds a month, and you're going for the same annual revenue, the person who charges a hundred pounds a month makes more profit at the end of the year than the person charging a thousand pound a package because of the sell the selling mechanism, the difficulty of getting someone to actually purchase, and the potential lifetime value of that person. So if you spend a grand on 12 weeks of fitness coaching might be great. But most people who you speak to who've bought stuff like this say, you know, I, I like WhatsApp the coach. He sends me a PDF. It's not like in exchange for the thousand pounds, you're being added to this like augmented reality ecosystem where like the person's coming and doing the training for you. Like it's not way better than someone charging a hundred pounds a month. It's just someone pushing their luck with them, with their marketing and their sales. Right. So you, you know, most people aren't going to buy it again, generally. Why? Because it would be like buying a sofa. Like it'd be like paying for a sofa in January and then having to pay for it every 12 weeks, right? You've bought the sofa, the problem solved. You think like that's that thing now done. I'm not like putting my, I'm not having to go and get another loan to pay for the next one. So that's a long way of saying like when we did all this analysis and as Alex is saying, like we tried a lot of different stuff when it comes to price. The, the highest lifetime value, so the highest like revenue cash collected per client that we had was when we were charging 97 pounds a month or 100 pounds a month, right? 
So you try and charge a thousand quid up front, or you try and charge 97 pounds a month. But the 97 pound a month person sat there thinking, you know what, like this is way better than what I was getting for 30 pounds an hour. Actually, I'm going to refer my friends because I'm not embarrassed to refer my friends because I know it's less than what they're all paying. And the thought of staying two years, it's only 100 quid a month, right? These people who are like earning enough to support that, 100 quid a month to sort out their fitness, to sort out their nutrition is, is a bit of a no-brainer, frankly, especially if it's consistently working. So it's a very long-winded answer to say high ticket doesn't work in, in, an, in an industry where there are alternatives for £5.99, right? You have to find something that makes sense for the customer, but then still allows the economics of the business to work for you. Beautiful. Does that answer your question? That does. Right. That's a great answer. Cool. So yes, um, next episode, I'll be talking with Yusuf uh, about website. Um, is that something that it's not necessarily vital to your online business, but it's something that people I think are always concerned about when they're starting something out. Um, so we have our best practices for that coming up in the next episode. Um, and then it's, it links um, back to what I just said about like, when you look up someone on Google. Well, exactly. Long you look up on Google and they don't have a website that just looks like someone in their garage. You know, just trying to trying to make a profit. The question you've got to ask is, why would someone be looking you up on Google? Well, exactly. But we're going to get to that in episode four. <laughs> right, guys, speak soon. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.